Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the 50th episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy with, with my buddies, Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hey, howdy, hi. And then there's a, another guy in the room. Cue the music. Chris Kuiper. How's it going, Chris Kuiper? Awesome. Hello, everybody. Well, since it's the 50th episode spectacular, we had you on as a guest because you are now the most featured guest in QTR history. <laughs> you have just surpassed Frank Lamping and Melvin Gordon. You're Congratula- good company there. Congratulations. I, I am honored. I am honored. Thank you for having me on again. We brought you in as an expert for a couple different things because we're going to be getting pretty nerdy on this episode. That's right yes. up my alley. What happened? I was expecting an ending it, to that sentence, but <laughs> is it like hard? That's there's another guy here. Nobody yeah. knows. It's like Melvin Gordon. We don't know when to talk. Yeah, that one was really hard. Because please raise your hand when you want to talk. <laughs> Give well, a buzzer. Yeah. Well, if we're talking nerdy stuff, we will probably start with you, Pete. Oh yeah. How did you spend your day? I biggest nerd of them all. Biggest nerd. Conference, whatever you call it, ever. It was Midwest Gaming uh, Conference, not conference. What was it? Uh, expo? Kind of, I guess Expo would be right. So it was uh, just tons and tons. I surprised my son. I didn't tell him about it. Told me I had to go help my brother out with some things. And we showed up there. He's like, why are we here? I'm like, my brother needs help cleaning something here. What? Something stupid. Uh, well played. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I... When we walked in, he kind of was like looking at everybody, and you can kind of tell when when you're around video game people. Yes, <laughs> there's a lot of lot of costumes well, and. At first, was he just mad that uncle uncle wasn't there? No, he was not mad at all. Sorry, he brother. Walked into a, a convention center with nothing but video games. How could he? Be? Pretty much, yeah. So there was, was just like, was there like giant banners of like Midwest Gaming Classic. No, no, there was nothing like that oh, outside the. So it was like a Wisconsin convention. Center. I don't think I'd ever heard of this before until you mentioned that you were going. Yeah, so they moved to the Wisconsin Convention Center because it got really, really big. So there was like hundreds of pinball machines. There were wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, wait, wait. It got so big, yet there's no marking <laughs> or anything to be found. It was like, was, was it, it like the safe house? I guess we have to like not like have a password. Club of people that it always had to know about it's it. It's been in Milwaukee though. Yeah, right? yeah. They, it didn't move from some. No, I don't think so. My my friend at work, he's been going for a couple of years now. So he told me about it late. I'm like, I bought tickets on Friday or something like that. And yeah, it was kids under 10, I believe, get in for free. So I was like a good opportunity to take the sun out and play video games all day, pretty much. So they had classic games. They had Commodore, Amiga, Rock Ooh, Band, Amiga. board That's games. Like right up your oh, yeah. real old my childhood. I remember. I remember going over and playing that at the yeah. old cozy household. Virtual reality was big for my son. They had 
game developers that were like indie game developers there. You could play pinball machines were the big thing, probably hundreds of pinball machines, hundreds of just like Nintendo systems set up. Um, yeah, there's just everything you could ever want as a kid who yeah. loves video games and stuff. And it's free play. So you paid your ticket and that's it. You just go and have well, fun. How did they handle the rotation though? So there's rule that if somebody's standing behind you and you like die, pretty much if you lose your ball in pinball, you're supposed to give up your spot. And everybody was really good with that. There were no lines. The only lines were for pretty much just the virtual reality because that took as much as long as the song was. It was a laser. I forget the name of it now. It was like Fruit Ninja, laser. but for it's kind of like that, but with like lightsabers and stuff. It was beat, pretty cool. Beat, <laughs> beat saber. Yeah, beat saber. So it's basically. Uh, combination of uh guitar hero and star wars yeah but virtual reality but so. virtual reality you basically are swinging what look like two lightsabers and the different stuff comes on the screen yeah, you have so, to, yeah. Uh, you have to use your red one your like right hand's uh blue and right hand's hand, blue yeah left hand's red and you got to use them accordingly to hit all the stuff that comes up and it's bit, yeah it sounds weird but if you looked at it it's actually it's fun yeah, yeah. I can see VR being very popular because probably most people yeah, just it'll, haven't played it. Well, it'll save a lot of TVs from getting destroyed from controllers being chucked at them. Yeah, well. definitely. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. I recommend if you love video games, pinball machines, board games, uh, you gotta go. Yeah, it was amazing. I found out about it too late to go because I would love to. I, I mean, I collect video right. games. I have a nerdy game. Yeah, you room could even up. trade with people and and buy video games and stuff. So it was uh it was really, really a lot of fun. Did you buy any sure. video games? No, we didn't. We were just running around oh, man. how did you not pin- buy how did you not buy Junior uh, pinball machine? Oh yeah. Loved I, pinball so much. He wanted me to buy him one so bad, but they were quite pricey. So expensive. You could buy like I think so any expensive. of the pinball machines there you could buy. So it was pretty cool but Thousands of dollars. Thousands and Maybe thousands. Maybe someday when we get real big, we'll split a pinball machine for the QTR studio. Whoa. Why don't we just get a QTR one made? Oh, QTR pinball. There we go. Okay, custom we'll one. We'll start developing that. We'll be done with we'll, 80. It'll have our logo right on there. And we'll be, be like, it'll be done for episode it'll 2050. Be, it'll be the only pinball that gets made, and then our graphics get put on, and it's now worth less. Yeah. Uh, should we start a Patreon? Chris, you're going to have to donate quite a bit to our Patreon for us Go to get fun. pinball. I will we donate. Do I'll donate a space QTR, at the shop. A QTR, <laughs> a QTR pinball GoFundMe? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, why not? So, yeah, that's where I spent my uh, eight hours today. My legs are exhausted. I'm exhausted. But it was a lot of fun seeing his face, and he was like a kid in a candy shop. Something he loves. and Kid in a gaming store. Right? Yeah, it was uh, pretty amazing. So, as we were saying, Star Wars, Beat Saber is like Star Wars. Yeah, they had a bunch of Star Wars games you could play, too, so it was pretty awesome. It was also Star Wars Celebration this week, where they announced a new Star Wars game in Chicago. And we didn't even go. We didn't go. What's our problem? Why wouldn't they do that during May the 4th? Why would you do it? That's, no. I'm guessing they they have other stuff ready for that, because they released the trailer for the movie. They released the trailer for the game. They're probably going to show... There's a game coming out. Man, I am far behind now. Yeah. It's a uh, single-player story mode where you play... A, oh, nice. ...a Jedi after uh, Episode 3, where you're kind of in hiding. Is it canon? I don't know if they're going to count it as canon. Everyone looking for sports, just look at the time <laughs> code. <laughs> we're getting kind of deep here, but go ahead. 
But yeah, it it seems like it could have potential. But I would guess they probably show gameplay now on like May the fourth or at E three. Yeah, because the Battlefront two story mode was actually canon. So I was gonna say the canon's got to be getting pretty hard to follow in anything that Disney's doing now, right? Yeah. I mean, they put out a book; it's canon. They put out a a flash game; it's canon. <laughs> I it's it seems yeah, to be overkill now. Yeah. The, the Disney's new streaming service that's going to be their big premiere title is the Star Wars show. Live action. But has everyone seen the trailer, right? Yep. Yes. Is everybody in on Star Wars? Out on Star Wars? Indifferent? I'm all in. I'm entertained. I'll watch it. I'll always be entertained. Star Wars is amazing. I noticed the trailer they made the Star Wars logo is blue this time. Oh, I didn't even. I didn't catch yep. it. Nice catch. That Mike. made me yeah, wave my plastic lightsaber in the air. That is, look, it's it's different. It's a real bold choice. So you raised it with the whole crowd. They went. Did you see that one? They went yellow, f- old school. Red yeah. was the last movie, and now they went blue. Oh snap! A plus, right? Right. That's all you need to know, right? Yeah. When's the purple one coming? Hopefully, next movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can Sam Jackson come back? Yeah, he says he can come back. If if Darth Maul can come back, Sam Jackson. I believe there's did, no rules in any of these universes. He, he anymore, did say, right? yeah, you could write me back in. But I'm kind of excited because J.J. Abrams is back. Yeah. Because I think the tri- this trilogy is ultimately going to come off as really disjointed because J.J. Abrams set something up. Ryan Johnson... Just kind of did everything. He kind of just squashed it like yeah. a cockroach. Yeah, like Ray's lineage... <laughs> Not important. Uh, the resistance, they're all dead. Uh, Snoke is pointless. <laughs> Snoke is pointless. Luke, I killed him. And now I think J.J. Abrams is just going to be like, all right, everything, now everything he did, now I have to undo it. And I hope it just... It, well, and unceremoniously, Admiral Ackbar died. Yeah, we didn't Nobody even saw even it. Saw it. They had like, the, Admiral Ackbar was a big part of the story, the pur- I felt. They had the purple hair lady suicide mission into the ship. <laughs> they could have at least had Ackbar do that. Yeah. Uh, don't forget Leia's spacewalking. Yeah. Hey, that, man, that was awesome. No, nah, there's a why, lot of... Why could she do it? There's a lot of stuff from that that episode eight, I think, is absolutely but were corny. But en- were you entertained? Oh, I was entertained. I yeah. was entertained. Yeah. Solo entertained me, too, but it was a pile of trash. Yeah, I don't, Star Wars needs to be held to a little higher standards. Yeah, no, I, just, like, like I, get new, it, I get like it, I get it. Like the new trailer when Ray does, like, a... Matrix Morpheus <laughs> backflip it to, to fight a spaceship with a lightsaber. <laughs> what do you? It's a freaking Star Wars movie, guys. We're not hey, watching. Hey, no, I'm back in. Lando was in it. Yes, Lando shows yeah, up with no, Chewbacca flying the Millennium Falcon. You know he's Just, like 80. Yeah, that guy is old. He looks good. Billy D. Williams. It's Billy like D. it's all that Colt 45 he drinks. It keeps him young. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the trailer was pretty awesome. The ending was pretty interesting. Yeah, I think uh, the, the emperor. I think J.J. Abrams is just gonna just fan service it, just bring up everything popular again. Guess <laughs> what? Interested. Luke's not dead. <laughs> yeah, Han's probably not dead. No, I'm just kidding. Han died, but yeah, I heard no. some reports that he's done. I th- I'm pretty sure. I don't know where I heard this from, but I heard that George Lucas said to Rain Johnson that Luke is not dead. Luke will be in the next movie. So. Uh, didn't uh, Mark have a huge issue with that too? Like he yeah. was visibly disappointed during the press tour. Anytime he did an interview, he kind of brought up like, "Well, you know, I guess it's the time has come. I'm I'm done. I'm over with." You when know, Harrison's gone too, maybe it's just time to go on. Carrie's gone. 
When he uh, read the script, he said he sat down with Ryan Johnson and said, like, I completely disagree with what you're doing with this character. It was yeah. really bad execution. I mean, the like you said, disjointed it all the way through with the movie. Yeah. It was still entertaining. I mean, the planet where they had the battle at the end was kind of cool with the, the red dust coming up off the ground. Yeah. And it was a great moment. Yeah, no, I mean, but they got into astral projection with Luke being able to just, oh, 16 planets away in another universe, and oh, don't worry, Bo, I'm still here, and I can fight. Well, now you're going to see him back alive, so... Yeah, just throw like, everything like out the episode window. eight never happened. Just yeah, just go from go from six to eight. We might have yeah. to call in our Star Wars expert before the movie comes out, Commissioner Nick. Oh yeah, Oh, you want a strong opinion? You will get it. So as as you kind of mentioned when you were in in Milwaukee, everything was green. Yes, right. Yeah, all the lights were green. River was green. We forgot to go see it. I was. JMO was kind of bad, but so, so it was fun watching them diet and with the the boats going down the river. But did you guys hear that a city officials reached out to Chicago to try to get intel or information on how they go about doing it to see any lessons learned? And uh, Chicago refused, did not <laughs> did not take the phone call. Basically, said you're on your own. They don't, don't they? Isn't I, it always green? <laughs> I kind of actually respect Chicago for doing that. Yeah, a little bit. There is the rivalry always with uh, Milwaukee and Chicago, the Wisconsin Illinois rivalry. So yeah, I kind of like that. They're like, so so the jokes on like, that's no. So they asked about it. I said, oh, we didn't really need them. We could take care of it ourselves. And then they they did it. Like, look at that. It's way better than Chicago's edition <laughs> of the Chicago River. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, keep that rivalry heated. I don't want any reason to like Chicago. So this just just stirs things up. Can't wait till we play the Cubs again. There's a lot of there's a, there's a buzz around that city right now. Walking around, everybody has their buck stuff on. Yeah. I believe there must have been some kind of party or something because people had you know those loudmaker things and I think they had pep rallies and stuff throughout yeah, this, the city today. They must have had something going on. So yeah, it was uh, pretty pretty neat just driving past it too and seeing the big fear of the deer and it just everything looked like it was coming along. So. Well, 2000 did not feel like this, right? Ray Allen, big dog year. I mean, we didn't get we didn't get much buzz. We weren't the one seed. Well, that's true. That that helps being the top seed. No, we didn't win 60 games too. So yeah, yeah, we're also not the in the crosshairs of the Destera from the commissioner. Yeah, having no stern. I'm going to really bring that helps. up every every possible podcast conversation we're going to have. Oh no, it's there's truth to it. Look up the uh, free throw uh, differential. The yeah. Between the two teams, especially as the series went on. Are you saying it's almost as bad as when the free throw percentage completely flipped during the Duke-Badgers game a couple years ago? Oh, in the second half. Is it almost like that? When Coach K worked the refs and said, oh, everything's a foul now, just so you know. Yeah. Actually, hold on. Coach K hasn't talked about it. Everything's a foul now, just so you know. It's more like that. Yeah, that's about right. You've got to hold your nose while you He's a little nasally. I don't like Coach K. If If you... if you can't tell, not a fan. I don't mind Coach K. Get out of here. Okay. He's uh, no, he's he really worked the refs hard, and that that cost us the title for sure. I mean, nineteen free throws in the second half. Glad you're glad you're happy. Nineteen fouls. Glad 19 you're happy fouls. that um, Coach K and Grace Allen beat the Badgers at you. <coughs> glad it, glad it meant a lot to you, Pete. I don't even remember. 
<laughs> really? Weren't I you there don't. with us for the remember Final that. Four game? Yeah, because right. I remember that. That was against Kentucky, though. We oh. didn't even get together for the Duke game because we were still probably hung over. Was... I think we were all working because it was a Monday night. Yeah, it was Monday was. night, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Anyway. What were we talking about? <laughs> In honor of our 50th episode, we're giving away... I'm just kidding. We're not giving away that for the 50th episode. But we are still looking for entries about your sports day ritual. So in honor of Chris being here, what's your favorite game day ritual? We'll even count this as an oh, entry. NFL Sundays are the best. Um, I usually wake up, try to get to Piggly Wiggly about 7 o'clock right when they open, get at least a dozen and a half donuts, uh, a couple of things of bagels, bagel dip, beef and cheese dip for the bagels as well. Then I make my way over to the cheese section. That is a whole thing on its own. So keep, you got, you so, so keep in mind, keep in mind our, our Piggly Wiggly, Chris just made it in for the first 15 feet. Yes. And yeah. he's already got a full card. Continue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we are, this this is a well over $200 a day every time you make a game day appearance. <laughs> so then you got buffalo chicken dip, you got taco dip you got to get prepared. So you got at least three pounds of cheese just there between the cream cheese, you know, cheddar cheese and taco cheese. Get some veggies in there though too, some tomatoes, some olives. Yeah, just a little, so, little bit of lettuce, not not too much. Yeah, you make, don't your, ruin make your cardiologist happy. Yeah, yeah, throw a few veggies roughage. in that cart. You gotta get some roughage going there. Well, yeah, you need a couple of olives like to yeah. keep the blood flow going. You better have them dirt veggies. Oh, uh, speak, speaking of, we have included dirt veggies now in the last two years. Always a huge veggie tray. <laughs> We're getting old. Yeah, you have to. You have to have that now. I mean, you can't mush push as much food through your system anymore at this age. And nobody's in their twenties. I mean, come on. Then we get to the meat. Always have meatballs, cocktail weenies, <laughs> several different sauces, usually some sort of ham and cheese roll-ups. Uh, once in a while, you can get the salami and cheese roll-ups or like prosciutto and cheese roll-ups. Those are really good. I'm more about the food on a game day. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't yeah. tell. I love it. So, I so, I th- I th- so wait, what do you do? Now, those are preseason games. What do you do for regular season games? Regular season game, you got to throw in <laughs> grilling every weekend. <laughs> I, I thought you were going with the sandwiches. Oh, the, the sandwiches are, are when it gets too cold out to grill, but it's never really too cold to grill. We have the fantasy draft day sandwich where it's like what? Oh, six feet of sandwich from, uh, from our favorite place, Hungry Head. Oh, that's so good. It's so much sandwich, too, though, because it's like you can cut off a thin piece, and it's so tall with oh, toppings yeah. that... It's not like all I, we, bread. Like a lot of those big no. sandwiches are all bread. It has a lot of bread, but it has a lot of lot of stuff in it's it. It's like a mini football size yep. yeah. sandwich. Because we had like a dozen hungry guys, and we could not eat six feet of subs. We no, I, um, for the draft, I Christmas actually... Christmas is like daring people. Yeah. I scaled it Bet back for the draft one. down to five feet. I took a whole foot off because I was getting <laughs> oh. a little worried because... You know, and I know we weren't having as many people over as last year as we did previous years, so scale back whole foot. Well, barely, just barely finish it all. I think somebody finished. I think Savar finished the sandwich just after the last pick. Was he like Homer Simpson, where he took it home, was eating it in bed every night, hiding it from Margie? Yes, he was. Okay. When the Bucks make the NBA Finals, we need to have Giannis size sub. Uh, I'd oh, love to yes. do that. That would be great. First of all, we need yes. Giannis to come on the podcast so yes. he can tell us how tall he really is. Yes. 6'11". 
That's what he. That's what he says because he wants. He wants to make sure he stays under the seven foot mark. Yeah, he's got the Kevin Durant yeah. thing going on right yeah, now. Yeah, that's a me. good. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Durant does not want to be known as a seven footer. He said because people Lump. discount seven footers his his ability to shoot. Said so they just group them in with uh. It's like once you're seven feet, you're part of like the once you're seven, seven foot, you're gr- you're George Marathon. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right, it's a real thing. That's why all those guys are are at six eleven. So neither one of those guys are six eleven. They're all they assume, seven foot. They okay, assume, they assume you have slower foot you know, speed. All this stuff. Yeah. Back in my day, they used to put fifteen twenty pounds on me on and about six inches, so I would seem bigger. And then they look at me like. That guy's a buck thirty and five foot six. <laughs> so you're getting the stats juiced back in uh, Unigrove High School here. <laughs> yep. get, yeah, get you always Broncos, got at least two Broncos inches and juiced. two inches and twenty pounds. Look out that Union Grove has a safety who's supposed to be Cam Chancellor size. Two hundred six two. What? I'm pretty sure if you go back to like my sophomore year of basketball, I'm listed as six six. If you look at my junior year of basketball, I'm six five. It's awesome. Outstanding. I, I shrunk. So Osteoporosis. If, you, if everybody wants a visual, Little Giants, the guy with the glasses, that's how I looked in New Jersey. So, no wonder you have a bad back, <laughs> neck, shoulder. What am I missing? By every part of every, my body. Every, hips are bad too, Everything right? but my the knees. Easier, yeah, it's easier to just say no, Pete has a bad... Shape. Knees and hips are fine. So, oh, you, wow. so you were the character, you were for, you were the character yeah. from Little Giants, but without the, the caring mom that put you in bubble wrap? Right, no. My mom's like, go out there. Rub some dirt on it. Get out of my it's house. It's just a contusion, Pete. So like, what you're saying, When I broke Pete, my ankle. If <laughs> just we, a contusion. Just sleep it off. If we took your lower body, <laughs> my upper body, Andy's height, and... My height? Your and, height. And no, Mike's, no, we're trying to make the... the oh, yeah, and Mike's brain. My and Mike's brain. And Mike's brain, we'd have an average person. You know, fully functional. <laughs> I thought oh, you were going to say J.J. Oh, Watt. No, oh, you want my brain. What? An average person? Yeah, you know. Average Wisconsin person. Good news to report is uh, since I've started running I, and working out, I only have tendonitis in two parts of my body. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you're doing it. My ankle and my uh, wrist. And on that note, send your entries into <laughs> questionabletoreturn.com slash giveaway. We're still doing the injury one, right? Hashtag QTR giveaway. That was my entry. Or another entry if you share that. Please send them in. Rituals. You could just send that. You just get a bunch of food. Come on. You could, your, ri- not that your game hard. ritual could be that you listen to this podcast. Yeah. You could put a fake name for all I care. We didn't even really finish the whole ritual. I mean, I didn't get out of the third <laughs> aisle of <laughs> no, the weekly yeah. yet. I mean, I'm I'm not out of the store. Chris, a, Chris isn't even in beverages yet. Yeah, I've not gotten <laughs> Chris any Chris has that. a solid 45 more minutes of shopping <laughs> to do after Yeah. I, it's honestly a solid hour to be continued. Shopping. Yeah, we a three-hour prep station. All right, so speaking of the downtown Milwaukee area going bucks crazy, Coach Budenholzer has been voted Coach of the Year by his peers. Did you guys hear that? Yep. yep. Pretty yep. awesome. So I think the NBA awards are actually beginning of June or in June sometime. So we'll hear about MVP and all that stuff yeah, later. Yeah, we'll say right after the finals, right? Yeah, because they draft. Great. Let's, have the, let's have two more months of letting this like, drain on about the debate between yeah. Harden and Giannis. When anybody with half a brain knows Giannis deserves it. Yeah, never going to end. So going into this series, they were 
are playing against the Detroit Pistons, the team I wanted to face, and Miritich looks like he's going to play. So that's a... I wasn't uh, listening on the injury report. A great guy to get back. Actually, Brogdon did do a lot of work, too. He got on a giant trampoline after practice, jumping around a little bit for that plantar fasciitis in his foot, stretching that out. And then after that, he uh, did a lot of shooting, jump roping, three-pointers. So trampolines are good for that? I guess so. Because I have tendinitis, and then my niece's birthday is tomorrow. So you're saying I need to fix it by going on the trampolines at where the party is? Yeah, yeah. do a bunch yes. of handstands. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna Since your wrists hurt, you got to do I'm, trampoline. I'm going to do, yeah. do yeah, flips and yeah. and land on my hands and so push off. Make sure it only works if somebody's videotaping it and yes. they send it directly right. to us. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll get that all covered. So this because is that's f- how we're going to get our pinball machine. <laughs> it's a good thing Chris is here because this is officially Mike's last episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys feel about this uh Detroit series? Uh the Pistons don't really worry me at all, but is it, is there any cause for concern that the Eastern Conference playoffs so far have been that a little frisky? That every away team has yep. taken game one? Brooklyn and uh, Orlando both won, and uh, I don't know how much of those games you caught, but uh, I was doing some painting today. I had just on in the background, uh, Philadelphia just got owned yeah they, they were down like the entire game that wasn't yeah even... and you see what they're doing on the bench while they're getting owned yeah that was terrible that i watching some highlight videos maybe they're plotting their next game of thrones bet i don't know whatever mm-hmm. yeah um Embiid said his teammate was looking at his phone for a text from his wife about his daughter seems like a pretty flimsy excuse uh that did not look like a text window that was up and... but good excuse Embiid was doubtful to play right before the game, and then he did He did manage to suit up. You could see him limping around at times. Uh, he still had 22 points and 15 rebounds, so he played pretty well, but he might not be 100%. And Good. Uh, yeah. Good. I hope I hope they beat them down. I, I, mean, want, I want a really weaked, whipped Sixers team. It would be pretty impressive if the Nets and Orlando won. <laughs> The Orlando game was interesting, too, because uh, uh, that game was more back and forth, but uh, Kyle Lowry, zero points. Man. Uh, is that some concern for the Raptors? He was a lot of concern at the beginning of the year, actually, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, he still ended up with eight assists and two turnovers. He had a good assist-to-turnover ratio, and he had not, yeah, he had seven rebounds. He he got himself involved almost, other ways, but it's weird to not score when... Yeah, it's almost as bad of a performance as... The 1998 Reggie Miller game six, where he had six points. Are oh, you catching up on some uh, some old Jordan highlights? Trent and I watched a little. He wanted to see Jordan play, so I thought it was a good one. Playoffs being being what it was. The problem was the the YouTube clip that I had of it cut out random sections, and they did, all of a sudden like Jordan went from like four points to seventeen points, so whatever. But they did manage to show the six misses in a row, which was. <laughs> He's just looking at me like, this guy's not very good, Dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not a good game to show him. Like, Dad, what do you mean this guy used to light it up? How did you destroy the <laughs> well, Knicks? I just what like, are you talking about? I was just about? like, wait to the end because they flashed like the statistics and he had like almost, what, 28 points or whatever. Teach him to not like Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller's a punk. 
Didn't he also have a game in the finals against the Lakers where he's like one for like 15 or something? It was like, yeah. Yeah, take, but then he had that ridiculous game against the Knicks where he scored like eight points in seven seconds. Yeah, yeah that's one of the all-time great NBA moments. But well, that's just the Knicks choking it away. Yeah. I mean, that was that was their thing to do. When you look at uh, the Pistons, I guess what why they don't worry me so much is Blake Griffin has turned into a different player. He's still a quality player, but he's not that high flying attack the basket. He shoots a lot more threes and a lot more a lot jump more shots. Threes, yeah. He he feels like a poor man's Brooke Lopez. Yeah. And then yeah, Andre, I said it. Andre Drummond as their second best player. Like congratulations, uh Pistons. You have a, a center in a league where centers are almost obsolete unless they shoot threes. So good luck with that. Yeah, and Blake Griffin's questionable. So Wait. Left knee soreness, he's been off and on for the last couple of weeks. So it might be a big Thon game. <laughs> so we were ready for that. So Drummond, is Isaiah Thomas running this organization too? <laughs> <laughs> is this the Thon maker revenge game? No, it's not. It's not gonna I mean, he'll try. I mean, he he's going to put everything. He's going to have. He's going to put gonna the have old college plays. effort into it. He'll have some plays. Yeah, what are you going to quantify as revenge? Eight points, three rebounds, yeah. a steal? Mm-hmm. Eight, eight points. You gonna get eight bet, points. and one air ball three at oh, least. Yeah. How many turnovers? Ten. Only <laughs> seven. I bet, I bet she has a double double. You think so? I bet she has like ten points and eleven boards or something stupid like that. I don't think he does. That's I'll put money on that. So by the time you listen to this, you'll be able to tell which one. That's right. true. Yeah, I'll, I'll put money on that though. Buck sweep. Who th- is everyone thinking sweep? I kind of think piss and steal one. I kind of think five games. I'm going to say sweep. I don't think the Pistons have a chance. I think they're going to be too pumped up. And with Miritich back, I think it's going to be impossible for them to hang with our second second team. That yeah, would be. I, I feel really bad for this Pistons team having <laughs> to face an amped up Milwaukee team. Giannis was pissed that he didn't play the last game. Uh, yeah, when Giannis is fired up, that really makes a difference. I was just thinking Pistons steal one because maybe they are easing Miritich in a little bit, no Brogdon. What's Snell's status now? Snell, I, I think Snell's out for a couple games. Although, I don't think missing. I think he's like a week out. It probably Snell. doesn't really matter. Nah, probably. Snell. Sterling Brown is a fine replacement. Yeah, he's maybe, been great. Maybe he's even better. Yeah, yeah so. he's been pretty fantastic, for sure. Looking at um, the odds then, uh, Bucks to win the title have the second best odds at 6-1. to one. You know what the Warriors' odds are? Yeah. One and two. That's amazing. Wow. Bet $100 to win 50 <laughs> on the Warriors' pre-playoffs. So you, now I don't know I much about say, I was betting. Gonna, I was about to ask, was that after they won tonight, or was that before that even? That looks like that is uh, always updated uh, before the Warriors game, before they played. So That's this crazy. was going into the playoffs. Which yeah, that does seem crazy. Bucks are the favorites though to win the East as they should be. Seven to five. Second best odds is Toronto, uh five to two. And as said, this is before Toronto lost. This almost feels like the year to play the Warriors if we get that far. They just don't seem like they care as much anymore. I think have they just gotten bored with the regular season? I don't think they can tolerate each other. It seems like it's they're right on the verge of breaking up. I mean, this is kind of like a Kobe Shaq feeling where everything is just kind of falling apart now. But at the same token, they they looked like to put they put it all together tonight, and it looked 
pretty decent. Good shooting performance by Steph. Uh, Durant did get ejected in the game along with uh, Patrick Beverly, but that doesn't really have to do as much with, you know, not the Warriors fighting amongst themselves, but Durant can be pretty uh, fiery and uh, got himself in trouble there, but uh, no harm, no foul. They still won. So I guess we'll see uh, if they can flip the switch. There is a part of me that kind of wants the Warriors if the Bucks made the finals. Yeah, because that's going to be the storyline if they don't. Like, oh, you won in the year where the Warriors didn't make it. Yeah, especially if you had some, oh, a team outside of the Rockets or Warriors make it. I feel like the Bucks would not get as much credit if, I don't know who else would make it then. If the Nuggets snuck in or something, it'd be, oh, the Bucks won on a weird year. I'd be perfectly happy with that. The title uh, counts the same. Yeah, It's just like in the NCAA. I don't care if they ripped down my banners 10 years later because we were paying guys, you know, millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. You remember the title, and it's in your rafters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that professor. Yes. <laughs> Chris is a laughing fit. Chris, I, Chris, I have. A, if we want Chris's laughing on microphone, Chris, I have a story for you. It may, it may send you falling out of your seat. Oh, no, I was no. just talking to Jeremy. Uh oh. Maybe it's just save it for the end. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's. let's yeah. Let's not start it. Here. All right. So the real reason that Chris Kuyper is actually here is to talk NFL draft. Yeah, you didn't earn the nickname Mel Kuyper of Southeastern Wisconsin. No, for I'm, reasons. So we do have vastly different haircuts, though. So. Yeah, uh, it's I, the only difference. You I don't have, think I have enough hair grease in my. Have you ever thought about a, wi- a wig? Mm-hmm. NFL draft. NFL draft. Still hate the Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. Yeah. Don't like it. I don't either. I kind of miss the the all day Saturday. Yes. Binge watch NFL. That was the greatest part of the draft. You wake up, starts at noon, and it just starts going, and then. But, what is exciting this year, at least, Packers have two first round picks. I guess the first thing we should get to is, is there any position you feel like the Packers have to address with one of these picks? Uh, Edge rusher, have to. You think even with? Not even a question. Even with Preston Smith and. So Darius Smith, you would still. With how deep this draft is at edge, yeah, you have to. I mean, there's talent up and down in the first round, second and third. You have to get one of the elite guys. And pass rushers usually pan out more than a skill position. Uh, so who are you eyeing up for the Packers? Are you looking at pick 12? Yeah, pick, pick 12, pick I'd 30, love to see. I'd love to see if we get Keenan Williams at uh, pick 12. I mean, I think Montez Sweat's going to be gone fairly early. He's an interesting one. He flew up the draft board and then fell down the draft board because he had some irregular heartbeat. Is that what they found in him? And now I've seen him kind of all over the place, either like top 10 or not even in the first round. And that's what's interesting about trying to pick this draft is Every single analyst or expert, so to say, it's all different. Yeah. Because you get after what, like pick 10 or 10, uh, around 10 to 12, and all of a sudden it's like everybody's equal. So it's going to be probably a lot of trades and probably a lot of people trading up to get people and maybe a lot of picks that are question marks. So it's just kind of interesting how 
you know, how you go about, <laughs> you know, selecting at 12, yeah. I guess. There is a cluster of, you know, Josh Allen, Rashawn Gary, Montez Sweat. It would be nice if one of them fell to 12. I don't know if that'll necessarily happen. But if that's the case, then maybe they don't go edge rusher at 12. Maybe they see who's left at pick 30. I can say one thing for sure. I do not want to see a skill position at 12 so at not- all. I, I think it's a mistake. I'd like to see one in the second round. Maybe a receiver to use left from the Ole Miss receivers or somebody, one of the guys from Bama. I just don't think you invest this high. I mean, what? even DK Metcalf, you know, supposedly the bell of the ball at receiver. Yeah. He came from a non-passing offense. I mean, Ole Miss ran all the time. He had, I believe, 700 yards. Don't quote me on it last year. Well, what about the um, Georgia Tech produced Calvin Johnson and Demarius Thomas, and they are yeah. a triple option team. Those guys had yeah, very was... quiet years. So, um yeah, that's what's interesting because I think a lot of stuff I looked at, they had wide receiver for us at 12. The wide latest, receiver and tight end. Latest mock yeah. draft, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay both had Packers taking DJ, or DK, I always want to call him DJ, DK Metcalf at uh, at 12. And he is the number one wide receiver pretty much in the draft, and, right? Yeah. yeah. And there is concern, you know, if Devonta Adams got hurt, do you trust any wide receiver we have? <laughs> I saw a quote that... Uh, Packers fans claim Gmo is an all-pro in waiting. Uh, more or less, he's basically a scrub that Aaron makes look great. Mm-hmm. I mean, from a talent standpoint, there's not He's really... Corey Bradford. Yeah. There, there's... That's it. He's Corey Bradford. He can run fast. MVS showed promise. Equinemius St. Brown showed promise. But I don't know if they're ready to be big-time contributors, so... Yeah, but a lot of pressure in year two to kind of thrust on them by yeah. themselves. GG, that year three, four in the Packers, but the offense is different, so. Yeah, um, you're not talking about Max archaic system. Right. I mean, you're talking a young and upcoming guy that really is going to force the ball down the field so and well, hopefully bring back, you know, slants, you know, <laughs> just basic passing routes. So what about the, I mean, for a long time, the the mock position for the Packers was to take like a, a TJ Hawkinson or some one of the, one of the tight ends, either 12 or 30. Now you don't – I mean, now this can seem to kind of be thrown out the window with the idea of going with, with DK and as 12 well, or even, even well, A.J. I, Brown I, at 30. I think they're still going to take a tight end somewhere, though. I, I don't think that's not going to happen for sure. Oh, yeah, because both Iowa tight ends go yeah. to the Packers in mock drafts, either Hawkinson at 12 or Noah Fant at 30. I do like Hawkinson – uh, I don't know how excited I'd be about 12 seems kind of high, but now they're saying the Broncos might take them at, yeah. at 10. Yeah. Even the Lions at 8, they've said, are interested Yeah, that, that's in been a big play as the Lions, though. He is an elite blocker already, but rookie tight ends usually get so little production. I just don't like it as much from the standpoint of how much does it impact this season. Yeah, so would you be that disappointed then if they did take either one of those two tight ends at twelve or the one of the wide receivers, good skill position players, and then go with like a like a Devin Bush or something like that late in thirty? Because you said it was so deep, so these guys ranging from a twelve pick versus a thirty pick shouldn't be that drastically different. No, I mean top ten is going to be where you know the cream of the crop always is. Twelve, you're just outside, so I mean. 
it's it's personal preference for me. You know, it's been tiring seeing the Packers get pushed around since I mean, 2014 is the last time we pushed back on defense at all, and even then it wasn't really convincing. I'd like to see just some big guys down low to make the linebackers free up, which will free up the safeties and the DBs so we can actually play a decent coverage scheme and not be terrified every time a quarterback's got seven seconds back there. Now, just one little thing, though. You say defense and and edge rushers, whatnot. What about someone next to Blake? Is there anyone next to Blake at 12 or 30? No. Uh, I mean, wouldn't that be Or that's more of a second round? That'd be Devin Bush's role, I would assume. He's mm-hmm. more inside linebacker, and I don't know if anyone else fits the the bill so much that we would actually get, um, because there's he, like there's Devin White, but he's going to be picked before the Packers pick. He's probably the other best. Like right. he can play inside and outside. Yeah. And yeah. As far as top end, yeah. I I had done a couple mocks, and I'd like to see the Badgers, uh, T.J. Edwards, you know, round four, round five kind of yeah. guy. I think he could be an instant starter right next to Blake. I mean, somebody that's he's sideline to sideline. He recognizes coverages really well. I mean, kind of complete package you want at your inside backer in a 3-4. So what are some good good options that you have picked for the Packers to probably sure up or at least help fill the void in our aging offensive line? Oh, I spent a lot of time in the offensive line this year. Uh David Edwards, again, another badger. I know it seems like a homer pick, but he is graded out as a top-five tackle, and actually, he's dropping into the third round consistently. I, I know it, yeah, it is like homer, but there, There's I five think, legit badgers this year. I Edwards mean, and Bo Benchwall could both be decent yes. picks. I think they both are pretty – and the Badgers have a pretty good track record of producing O-linemen. And Dieter's available this draft, too. I mean, you could really get a couple guards and tackles for a bargain. I mean – and it it does sound very Homer esque, but we're dealing with guys that are recognized nationally now. Would you go O line minute twelve? If I could get Jawan Taylor or Jonah Williams, sure. Yeah. What if uh, what if Jawan Taylor falls, and then you just feel like you have uh, Blue Laga's replacement and the tackle of the future? Is that that might be hard to pass up? I think if you could get Jawan Taylor at twelve, which I think he's going to go pretty high I, I, yeah five or six and yeah. i don't think he's getting past that i mean if we could get him though i mean that gives you an opportunity to move balaga inside to right guard then i know we just we signed a free agent to play right guard but i mean you, you push Balaga inside and you got a just an all pro right tackle and left tackle then with you know great guards and, and you got a center they can pull yeah, I definitely think that that guard signing for free agency was more for for backup and to sure up depth. That was stopgap. Sure yeah, I don't think it was. And and he's I think he's the the emergency plan for next year because we're gonna let Bulaga walk. Yeah, I think gone. that's no question. So there's right. one other thing too. You guys got to remember is Cole Madison is coming back, and he was a big time draft pick for them last yeah. year, and they fully expected him to step in and be that starter and possibly be that starter at tackle. So I think we still have a really skilled guy in Cole Madison and I'm not saying don't draft a don't draft a lineman at all but you got to remember that Billy Turner yes he, it seems like he's obviously that backup and Madison could be the starter oh yeah Mad- Madison had you know personal issues that the Packers let him work through right it's great to take a year away from the game and figure out what's going on and it, it would seem like he was gone that was it you didn't right. he didn't he wasn't coming back but 
If you could, if Madison came back and Shine and Camp, I mean, you can never have enough bodies on that O line ever. It's like saying you got too many D linemen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think going forward, they definitely need to get a little younger, a little more athletic on the O line. Well, I bring that up because I just think that possibly that's not going to be the pick at twelve or thirty. I think maybe there's a second rounder or something like that they, they might go after. There's some other needs possibly. I mean, I feel like they're going to go get some kind of playmaker for Rodgers in the first round at either pick, be it tight end or wide receiver. And then I feel like, yes, defensively they have to go too. Or they're going to trade down because somebody's going to want to get back up into 30 or their second-round pick too. I agree. I think we definitely take a skill position player with one of the first-round draft picks. I think we signed enough guys on defense that we can afford to invest one at pick least at one least. pick, yeah. But I still wouldn't, yeah, shy away from the defense because if you have one of those studs fall, fall, I mean, well, yeah, you and you can never predict this draft. I mean, the NFL draft is less predictable than any other the drafts. I mean, NBA draft, you kind of know who's always going to go because the talent is clear where is going. Yeah, lottery wise, you know, you know what's going on. So, yeah. is there any any way that you guys think that the Packers do move up from twelve because of all the picks that they have? And possible, you know, valuable picks. I guess I'm not sure. There's going to be a team in that uh, up above us that's going to want to trade out because a lot of quarterbacks are are said to be going possibly above us too. So there might be guys that drop, right? Some, yeah, at least three, or I would think, right? And some teams team, need need quarterback. I some team say. might want to move up to twelve, yeah, to get a to get a quarterback, especially because the Dolphins pick right after us. So. That's something to keep an eye on. Maybe the Packers would be willing to drop back to like 15 where the Redskins are or 17 where the Giants are, depending on which quarterbacks fall. So mm-hmm. I would be okay with that if you know, men picking up a decent draft pick and still have two first-rounders. Is there any chance we can convince the Raiders to give us two picks for our 12th? <laughs> I, I mean, they have can, three this year. You can convince the Raiders to do anything yeah. nowadays. Yeah. I mean, if you could convince the Raiders to drop back or come up to 12, and give us their two picks. I would. I'd be all over that. I mean, Gruden said. Uh, oh man, I forget his name. Who's the ex? The ex draft expert is their GM now. Mike okay. Mayock. Yeah, yeah Mayock. Yeah, all right. He told. He told Mayock pretty much. Kind of just said, "Don't don't mess this up," <laughs> since you're the expert. So <laughs> Mayock's on ice. <laughs> That's pretty funny though. That. You know, that was always a criticism. I was like, who is, like, you know, Mal Kuyper anyway? What does he really know? Hey, let's find out with what, what one of these guys knows. Well, I do have one uh, mock draft I did that focuses a lot on offense for us. Um, a lot of skill guys. In the first round, I go with Hawkinson at 12. Uh, then go uh, Yanni Kujust, uh offensive tackle from Virginia at 30. Um, another big guy, blue chip. Insert him where you ever want on the line. I mean, he can play four positions easily uh, until he becomes, you know, eventual right or left tackle. Um, say at 44, I would go with uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson from Florida. I mean, big safety. That was uh, huge help. One thing I was going to ask you too is that's a position I. It's going to have to be addressed. I would be happy with spending a top one of our first three picks on because it seems like there is especially from between pick 30 and pick yeah. our second round that pick, second round yeah there's a good cluster of safeties there so i wouldn't mind getting yeah depending on kind of who falls of maybe like yeah. abraham or uh who's the iowa guy hooker uh, yeah. 
I would imagine. Monty Hooker and Nate Adderley out of Washington, too, is another guy to watch. Yeah, we do need, we still need another safety. That's the thing. We, we made all these signings and free agency, but the problem last year was edge rush, inside Secondary. linebacker, safety. Yeah. A lot of holes to fill. Keeping in mind, too, that Mike Daniels is in a contract year. We don't know how that's going to play out. That was even Blake, one of my main. Blake's under, Blake yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. Blake's up this year too. I mean, Ryan's gone. Mm. A lot of some guys left. I'm not saying he's, yeah. but it's a no, body. But, yeah, yeah, there's a body gone again. Did you see? Did you see Blake is down or down three and a half percent body fat and up eight pounds of muscle? Wow, Man, I'm yeah, up. He took this off season seriously. He really wanted to get in the top uh, echelon of linebackers this year. And he said he wasn't comfortable where he was playing at last year, so he really wanted to come to, come to play in 2019. I'm like, oh, that was a, a career yeah. year. I wasn't comfortable how when, when we started this podcast where I was at, so I did the same, lost 8% body fat. Makes gained, sense. Gained I'm, 3%. I don't know. You're just waiting to cultivate? <laughs> Cultivating mass. mass. Yeah. Yeah, just I got it. That's my uh, yearly... Lose thirty, gain thirty. Lose thirty, mm-hmm. gain thirty. Well, we're just talking completely about, healthy. We're your your about, doctor's got to love that. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about game day rituals. Football season is gain thirty pounds, and yeah. then you desperately try to lose it all. Yeah, over we're just, the summer. we're entering the season where we lose it just to put it back on. When you're walking upstairs and you get tired, yeah. it's never good. No, getting upstairs, <laughs> standing up from a chair is kind of difficult some days. <laughs> well, that's difficult since oh, this couch high school. <laughs> uh, is it okay to be guy who wears a shirt in a pool now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That, 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 that time has come. I should buy a nice sun shirt. I'm the guy who doesn't care what I look like anymore. <laughs> I just go. Tommy yeah. Bahama shirts for everybody. Good idea. I had water shirts the moment that my kids were born. <laughs> that sympathy weight added on. We got to look good when them. we're cliff diving <laughs> up in Grivets. Okay, you know nothing, Chris Kuyper. I get it. Get it? It's from a TV show called Curb Your Enthusiasm. Perfect. Got it, Larry Davis. No, wait. Ship it. No, wait. The Cut other, it. The other show Pete watches, Game oh, of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is what this is what Chris Kuyper does. <laughs> you watch a lot of Game of Thrones stuff. He watches so Game I, of Thrones. I do. So as, as we're speaking now, I'm looking at odds. Because this is one day before the season, new season starts. Yeah, full disclosure, we are so, recording the day before. But, but we're not looking to preview like just the episode or anything. I want to make bets on what happens this season, and I'm looking for long shots, especially because I got some free play money. You want to put free play money? Money on long shots. It's free play skittles, <laughs> bags of them. What is this money on you long speak shots? Because like he's got so many skittles, he thinks they're money now. You want to put it on a square or a long shot, a futures bet to really get a, a fun return. So that's why. What gets returned from betting Skittles? More Skittles. That's it. Yeah. Taste the rainbow, Pete. Yeah. Do Skittles get bigger or do they get no? Just just more. The bags get bigger. Do they turn into tropical Skittles then? You can get tropical. Okay. You can get any flavor you want. Back so, to Game of Thrones. All right. So I'm looking for some long shots. So. We'll start with some of the, you know, things I'm not feeling as much. We'll end with uh, with the biggest one, but one of the things is first to die this season. That's a big one. Now, 
That's want, always a big one every year. Every yeah. episode, really. So they have uh, the Greyjoys, our favorites. Yara, obviously, who's be- captured. Euron. Oh, spoiler alert! Favorites. Yeah, anybody well, listening it. now, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, yeah, I don't know if. This probably is one to stay away from, right, for a long shot. Is there going to be any big surprise where they kill off somebody, a big-name character, early? Because guys like Tyrion Lannister's 40-1. to Tyrion's not getting killed. No. Arya's 28-1. to These kind of characters would never... Jon Snow, 66-1. to No way they would kill any of them. Jon's already died. Yeah. So, I don't know if you can find too much value in this... Davos sixteen to one, Tormund. What's Tormund at? Uh, Tormund is since he somehow lived on the wall. <laughs> yeah, everyone expected him to die. Uh, he is oh two two to one. Oh wow! <laughs> so so he, he gets iced he is right there away. With, he is there with the Greyjoys. As, I could uh, see that because they could just, they showed him kind of running away, and then all of a sudden he can just get eaten by an ice walker. Oh man, Walk, White Walker, Ice really, Walker, Ice Walker, Trash Talker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all good, all good. We're now doing the the Thon Maker <laughs> rhyming names for these people. Oh man, I'd love to see Tormund and Brienne have a beautiful, massive baby. That's is that the next baby? That's a different podcast. God, that'd be that's great. It's a different that, podcast and a different show. I, no, I don't want to see him making it. I'm just saying that just the, there is a prop bed of uh, is Cersei pregnant or not? I would say no. You think no? I would go with no. Uh, so who would win in a fight? The odds are pretty even, but who would win in a fight? Phasma or Tormund? Uh. I think Tormund, because Phasma also, Ryan Johnson put Phasma in episode two to just get killed immediately. <laughs> killed and unceremoniously, yeah. too. Hey, She's Phasma. probably not she dead. She fell to the fire or something. Nobody Don't cares. Hope you already bought the toy, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, I think we're just going to... Shiny, shiny stormtrooper. <laughs> I think, though, first to perish, it's probably, probably not going to get... Good enough value. Although this seems like one, maybe you could get some surprise where they shock you with somebody dying. But I don't know. There's just there's so many characters to pick from. There's so much time too. Aren't these going to be like mini movies? Every oh, episode. The first, the first two episodes are like under an, yeah, under an 48 hour. Forty-eight or fifty-two minutes for the first what? two. Yeah. And then the next four are all over an hour and a half. Screw that. I'm not watching it. <laughs> no, not you're, you're hash- watching. Hashtag not my Game of Thrones. <laughs> How dare you, Pete? How you're, dare you, Peter? You're watching. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, here's here's another one that's not a huge long shot, but will Arya complete her kill list? Plus 700 if she does. Who's left on her kill list? I know Cersei. Cersei. Jamie. The Mountain. Oh, yeah, the Mountain. Oh, that's going to be fun. And she thinks the Hound's dead, too, already, right? Because she, she, she mentioned leaving not, him for dead. They've been close to like meeting, and then they fall apart again. Yeah, so she, uh, I believe when she was in the House of the Many-Faced God, she had already claimed that the Hound was dead, Yeah, that she had left she, him for dead. She thinks he's dead. Uh, also on there was Melisandre. The Red Woman, yes. Beric and Don't Thoros. Know. Oh, Beric, I forget about I him. feel like... There's no, I mean, Arya, it seems like she has to kill someone important. Otherwise, her whole character arc was a, was a waste of like true <laughs> every season. But right. yeah. there's no way she's going to complete the list, right? That's just, that's. Except too. for Littlefinger at the end of. Oh. There's a few people crossed off that are already dead that she wanted dead. But uh, again, I don't know. If, well, why would, why would she have a hit list if it didn't mean anything? But is she going to kill all of them? 
it's makes the bet seems like she has to well it says complete or kill list does that just mean they all die whether it's her or not mm, that's kind of muddy it's too confusing don't stay bet away, on that stay, stay away. away no it's, skittles it's now stay away bet M&M's on that one okay I'll bet M&M's alright here's here's one more long shot one more category before we get to the uh, granddaddy of them all yeah it's who will kill the ice dragon Ooh. now this would be a fun one just cheering for that ice dragon to go down. Not great long shot odds, though. Who? I, so I have who a, will I have kill a theory it? on this. Like who okay. or what, right? Yeah. Um, he will not be killed. Now, this goes. This is a deep dive into the Th- Game of Thrones mm. uh, magic side of it. Um, the dragons. Magic doesn't exist without the dragons, and the dragons do not exist without magic. Magic gets stronger when dragons are around. Magic decreases when the dragons are gone. But the dragons are independent of their riders. They will, they will. while their riders are on them, they will listen to them. They will follow them to a point. Drogon has shown that many a time. Yeah. And But he goes on his way and kills tons yeah. of people. Yeah, Drogon will just disappear for months at a time. Kill women and Slaughter people. Kids. Go care. to Volantis just because, you know, that's where he likes to hang out with the stone he, people. He has that, no that, feelings. That's what he does. He don't care. No. So he's a, that, that's his game. That's what he does. He's a gosh darn pet. Yeah, well, basically. He's an alligator not listening to his <laughs> owner. <laughs> Who? Oh, I'm guessing the owner lives in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, all right. That, that's about right. Um, no, I believe... That the ice dragon um, will turn on. You think the ice dragon is going to turn on the Night King? Because uh, he will recognize Danny. Because he was uh, obviously he was killed, fell into the ice, and Danny and the crew took off and went back. Was this John or him or the dragon? The dragon. Okay, oh, John did the same thing. <laughs> well, rode I, Dan, Danny rode on him. <laughs> yeah, that's that was the last scene. That was the last scene. Danny did write on that dragon. <laughs> well, because it is what's interesting about these bets. Again, not this well, Tyrion. <laughs> well, that's the thing is Tyrion. They showed Tyrion on the boat, knowing that 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 aunt and oh. nephew <laughs> stuff was going on, right? So does Tyrion go in there? Like, does Tyrion go away? I think that's a very important thing. I'm not saying that thing that's happening in it the is, room. It has been fantastic to watch you navigate this conversation, Pete. Yeah. I'm really trying my best to like not. But you know what I'm saying? I'm, I think it's very interesting because I think Tyrion really loved Danny. And where's Tyrion going to go? Is he going to go back to sister? Or is he going to stay there? They haven't really showed there. him. They didn't really show him in the preview. Tyrion right? did love the family. Uh, he did love I, all three kids, even though you know Joffrey was you know a horrible human being. I think he's still loyal to his brother. Yeah. Which Jamie, brother Jamie is on did, his way. Jamie did say, yeah, and Jamie said free. Jamie's not loyal to Cersei anymore. Cersei How do you know that? Is is this some she ploy? She's to have him killed in the in the map room. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I mean the that, mountain was one swing away. That love of brother there, and there sister is, no is deep. That's gone. Oh, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> Balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta cut that. I can't cut that. We're not cutting that. that. Great. They're not cutting Le- that. Leave the sheets for them to see. <laughs> That's oh, the kind of love they have. But no, I, I, it is interesting that he left. I think it's gonna be 
there's a lot of stuff that were left we were left hanging. Plus, don't forget, you know, Tyrion was watching his brother charge uh, Drogon, saying, "Run, you idiot!" Yep. Tyrion, even though he's with Danny, he still didn't want to see Jay- anything happen. To well, that's Jamie. the thing is, well, it's because Jamie's been in his camp. Jamie, yeah, freedom yeah. when he yeah. was uh, that's, about that was to, huge yeah. about to be sentenced to death. Well, he's very a very interesting character in that there is a lot of history of that his father is not actually who his father was. He's where he could be a Targaryen too. So there's there's actually that little part too, right? I'm getting kind of deep, I guess, but Well the because the whole with thing with him him letting go of the dragon. Ares not, didn't sleep with uh Tywin's wife to conceive Tyrion. Ares slept with Tywin's wife on the night of their wedding. Right. So before Jamie and Cersei came. Okay. And by the time that had happened, Tyrion had come around. Tywin was already in Castle Rock with his wife. But there still was something between those two, so it could have happened, right? How does how does Tyrion let go of a dragon? Isn't that like a trust thing for 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 Targaryens and the dragons kind of thing? Wouldn't that dragon just kill him? Yeah, Targaryens him? are dragon riders. So I mean, wouldn't that dragon just kill him at that point? Right? When he let the chains go? Well, he was basically freeing them, pet, so... Basically pet... The, the dragon didn't kill anybody else in the room at that point, either. That's true. There was, uh, I believe, five or six okay. other people. They were starved and delirious. They didn't that, know that they too. Didn't I mean, no, I just think it's an interesting take, that's all. My hot oh, take. Oh, yeah. No, it, <laughs> it, it's not a bad take, I don't mean. I think because Jon Snow had died at one point... He's going to ride the ice dragon because he's going to recognize him uh, as not only one of him, but also a Targaryen. Boom. True. Just roasted. Either way, Viserion will see either Jon, Danny, Tyrion, if anybody thinks that he's also possibly a Targaryen. He will turn against the Night King. I don't think he makes I, I don't think Night King makes it solely on the fact that three dragons will be against him. Uh, two standard fire breathing dragons and an ice breathing dragon. Well, they are amazing. And here's another icicle thing. spear throwers. Yeah, they are really good at that. But I'd hope that the group realizes that he can toss uh, ice spears. ice spears. Like uh, Aaron can throw ice touchdowns. Yeah, he's Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, yes. There we go. Perfect. Why didn't he do that to Jon Snow? There's a lot of stuff that last season. Yeah, could be nick, nick yeah. picked to death. It was probably the first season that really felt like it had it's like a lot that, of that. It's like that uh, YouTube video series where how this could have ended, how it could have ended. You ever seen that? It's like cartoon yeah. oh, pretty yeah. much to yeah, every they, movie they how rip, it should have ended within ten seconds. Yeah, what is those. what's interesting though about that dragon bat killing the ice dragon is you could pick either dragon, Drogon or Rigel, and get two and a half to one. Both of them teaming up, killing it together, better odd. Two to one, or more likely to happen, two to one. Hmm. So I don't think it'd just be one. They think both, both of them. For it. I'd stay for their old brother. Bet. So let's just get to the the bet that I'm probably just going to put all the money on this one. Good. Good. What are you talking about? All the skittles. Skittles. All the skittles. Same money. I mean skittles. So many skittles. This poor guy thinks that skittles are money. Yeah, that's my story. That's on the next episode. That's why Mike's brain is the best of all of ours. Who? Rules Westeros at the end of the series. This is a bet I have to make. All right, name them all off for us. Okay, so if you want it, starting from the favorite, this is interesting. 
Bran Stark, the favorite. I like that. I do too. I think Bran's going to mess up a lot of stuff. Does I think Bran mean, has messed up a lot of stuff is that we Bran, don't know of. Does that mean Bran, is he the Night King? That's a big, big part, yeah. You brought that up. We talked about that. That was a very interesting take. Was that with you guys? Yeah, I think so. Because then what bet wins? What if Bran is the Night King and he sits on the throne? Doesn't it seem like, why would Bran, though, become king? He's now, like, transcended even being a human. He can see across space and time. He's going to be like, yeah, I want to sit on a throne and rule a, a city. Like Full he's dead like, people. Yeah, he's like a god now. He's almost like he is. He can, like, time travel and see everything. I he's a hero. I think the only way he's it makes hero. sense. He's <laughs> messing up everything. <laughs> oh, good, good thing they didn't bring him out season two, because then that, see, that this Game of Thrones would have been done. So I I don't know. I Bran think, survives but does not rule. I think only if he was the Night King. But then the next is uh, Jon Snow. Yes, that's an easy one. Put it all on Snow. One point six. All on Snow. Uh, my this is my theory on that. Jon has died. Um, they are back in Winterfell. Uh, they are going into the crypts this season big time. Yeah, that's that's. Jon does the have the ability to raise the dead now. Really? Yes, he does. If you, after he was, he went to a place where there's basically nothing. And the Red Witch had mentioned, Red Woman had mentioned now that he has gone over, he has a chance now to communicate with, you know, the Ice Dragon will be living dead. And the Starks that are buried in Winterfell in the crypts are never dead. They are always there for the Stark family. Are you saying we might see Cat Stark as a zombie? Uh, you can in, see Cold Hands. She is in the that, book. That's what, not yeah. Cold Hands, um, Lady Stoneheart. Yeah, Lady Stoneheart. Yeah, that's her name. Yeah. The uh, Bannerless men brought her back. Yeah, that's yeah. He found her floating down. It does seem like that's the biggest. That's the the thing everyone would want to see. Everybody's been wanting, and it's kind of been building towards that. Like, why did John come back to life? Yeah. Why did we now find out? Well, only Sam has the information, but eventually getting out of his actual heritage. um, After him is Daenerys. She's right behind him at plus 275. Daenerys dies. You think Daenerys dies? She dies for uh, the Flaming Sword to come about. Because that's the history of the Flaming Sword. Is They had uh, for Azor High to become Azor High and the Prince was promised. He had to plunge a sword into his wife's chest to sacrifice her to bring this uh, Flaming Sword about. If, you read Pot- the, well, potential if you're into the books or anything, this is kind of like common knowledge. No, it's fine. And if you're into the books, though, the books are also all the way back at the point where Jon Snow is dead. Yes, that's very true. They have a ways to go, so some of this might even end. And that's why season seven kind of felt weird too, because it was the first time they had never had step for step the books. So, so then you have uh, you have Gendry. Gendry? He's got King's blood. Is is it Gendry or Gentry? Gendry. Gendry. Gendry Baratheon. Oh. Yeah, he's Gen- the one who makes the swords. Gendry, yes. yeah, because he is... Uh, and he fights with his dad's Warhammer. He would have uh, a path to it because of his He's dad. technically heir to the throne. He's four to one. That's he's an interesting one, I think. Yeah. Uh, Sansa, she's four and a half to one. Yeah. Nah. Nope. She marries Gendry. You think so? Yeah, I think I mean, it's a likely pairing. And you think they... United rule. House, Stark, and Baratheon, finally. And you think they rule maybe the North, then? Yeah. Um, I think Jon will begrudgingly win... Yeah, not want to rule. Uh, Night King, six and a half to one. So if you want to think the bad guys win. Well, the Night King's kind of loaded, too, with the brand and everything. Yeah. That, that's such a that's a hard one to even bet on. Yeah, and then you get Tyrion, seven to one. 
Arya ten to one. Arya like wants to be a dark horse. Yeah. Arya wants to be a knight, and Tyrion wants to serve the yeah. hand, serve like the hand of the king. Uh, Varys twelve to one. Mm. He's got no, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, no balls. I I I, I would just say no business. But. Does he still have his Grey Worm? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 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 it's getting late. It's getting late. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> I gotta leave for a birthday party, and so I gotta get up for a birthday party in six hours. Oh, sorry about that. So now we're getting into the real long shots. Okay. Jamie fifteen to one. Nope. Cersei twenty to one. Euron fifty to one. Him, but I do have one in mind. I think this is where my money's going. I think I'm betting Jamie. I think I'm putting it all on Jamie. 15 to 1. 20 bags of Skittles. Why not? To win 300. Seems like your best bet Here's for a my long theory shot. is he's already been the Kingslayer before. He might have to murder his own sister. He might be in a position where... Uh, John or Daenerys might want him to take the throne. He it, and maybe this whole series, the very first episode, has Jamie doing one of. I mean, there's many horrible things throughout the show, but paralyzing Bran. Maybe this whole thing has been the Jamie redemption story, where it'll go full circle, where he'll he'll go from evil Jamie all the way up. He's you know he saved Brienne. Now he's heading to the wall to fight with them. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna turn to be out, turn out to be the good guy. Good look at it. That that's very I'm just possible. looking for a long shot. No, I, I, I like think that, Jamie yeah. has a good chance of ruling. You keep like, tasting that like rainbow. <laughs> yeah, like you said, uh, I think John will be he will he will command the forces and win, but he will step down because he does not want to rule. He said it many times. He's got after no interest his, in it after his time as. But that's why he'd also be the best ruler because he has no interest in it. Yeah. He's for the people. He's like Maximus from Gladiators. But I don't know. See, I, I don't. John's a favorite, especially if you say maybe Danny could end up dead. Maybe John's time as the leader of the Night's Watch might make him not want to be in charge. Maybe he would turn things over to the new Prince Valiant, Jamie Lannister, putting all, all of it left. All on the Jamie Lannister. That's Put all the Skittles on him. Just all so you guys all know now going into the season, that's what I'm cheering for. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I have a tender spot in my heart for cripples, bastards, and broken things. <laughs> As we speak, I am typing it in. Tyrion. The bet. Boom. And bet. Place bet. Confirm bet. When you play Loading. the Game of Thrones, you Loading. win or you die. It's oh. true. I mean, I'm just reading quotes, so. Can't yeah, lose. I mean, bet accepted. All right. Beautiful. All right. Ready? We're starting the podcast? It's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go. First cut. Get this started. Okay. Take two. All right. All right. No. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 51 <laughs> Questionable <laughs> to Return Podcast. Well, welcome to 50.1. We're going to be like a. Like, 50B. Uh, like a game show. We knock out like seven episodes in a day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My name is Jimmy. I'm with my friends Bobby, Billy, and Chris. Oh. 
Holy cow, guys. That was a marathon episode. Covered everything from gaming to Game of Thrones. Very light on the sports. <laughs> everything. This was the nerd episode. We'll just spin it off into our own nerdy podcast. Yeah. I like it. It feels right. Questionable to review. That'll be our new spinoff where we review movies. All right. That'll be our summer podcast. Questionable to retro. That'll be the the one we do retro gaming. Keep these are gold. Yeah. So anyway. Hey we forgot something. (laughs) Okay. What are you looking at me like a (laughs) ten year old child? (laughs) Jesus. God. Because we've only been trying to say goodbye for <laughs> we 20 minutes. What did we forget? Brewers one. Play us out, Beer Belly Blues. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Chris. Appreciate it. You're welcome. It's a good time as always. You're now in our top of our list. Do I get Are like you? a two-timers jacket? Like a five-timers club thing? You're well, just, just, be, just be happy you made it. We, we just, just be happy. All right, all right, we can't all right. afford a jacket. You might get a, maybe a pin or something. Nice. How about a napkin hey, you that can just have, says two-timer? You can have a a John McLaughlin bobblehead that has a thumb Johnny missing because he fell. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Johnny Mac took a tumble. He's like Humpty Dumpty and he had to glue him back together. Mm-hmm. He now looks like Larry McCarran. Finger. God, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting that now. <laughs> laugh. Everything I don't get a laugh with. I'm glad you're not it's gonna, editing it's gonna this. Be, like, it's gonna be a crazy episode of just like random laughs because you just cut out the the verbiage. Everything's just gone. Pete, I am just editing. a lot of dead air. I am editing this one. It'll be out by Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> we might get it out just in time for the finale of Game of Thrones. Yeah, we should release it on the finale. That'd be great. All right. So that. Good night, everybody. Goodbye, everyone. See you next time. Hashtag not my podcast. Bingo. How about that for a transition? This is beautiful. <laughs> they keep saying I'm going to get pink eye from doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you have safety glasses on. Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. Don't worry safety about that. Safety glasses. Yeah, you do. What do I have for dinner? On to sports. <laughs> Green River. Yeah, Green River Green got River. started. 2000 debacle. How the the free throw differential was just as bad as the Duke Badger championship game. Pete liking Coach K. Mike hating Pete because he liked Coach K. Mm-hmm. That's Wondering accurate. why we didn't get together. Pete thought we were hungover. It was actually a weekday. Wow, Andy, you're going to be remembering Andy, stuff. That's why you have a degree. And you do good. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, do you want to take some of my mind eraser pills? I can't rattle off the last 10 minutes of my life like you just did. That was amazing. How did I get here? How? <laughs> I don't know where I'm parked. I have to keep repeating stuff so I remember it. It's like the name name trick. Say the name five times so you remember it. I'm, uh, if I say the name terrible. five times, I won't remember it. Yeah. I'm Everton Memento. <laughs> Oh, jeez, that's such a depressing movie. Oh, man. I'm too close to this. I'm too close. I got to back off. I'm too close. I'm in too deep. I need help. So far into the woods. Mike, Mike, what's your doctor's name? I got to go somewhere. So far into the woods. I spent too much time. Hey, there's no cure. Too deep, man. There's no cure for being a... (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, That's another one. 
Oh snap! Oh, that's, like like that's a perfect ending. This is not even a sports podcast. What movie? Do you, huh? What movie do you remember? I don't know. I don't know either. What we're talking about? Star Wars? Yeah. Hey, when it comes to the game of life, I play. All right, I just don't sit on the sidelines and cheer. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website, questionabletoreturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at Q2Return and Instagram at questionabletoreturn. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash questionabletoreturn. Follow each of the guys on Twitter. For Andy, at Andy, the number nine, M-A-N. Mike, at Mike R. Daly. And Pete, at P, cozy with a K, Junior Jr. Please consider giving us a five-star review, as well as sharing us with someone you know. 